Welcome to Weather Jazz, a world audience podcast about anything and everything, weather, science, and so much more. I'm your host and the creator of the Weather Jazz podcast, Andre Bernier, and I'm the senior meteorologist on staff with WJW Television in Cleveland, Ohio. This is season three, episode number 24, for Monday, January 30th, 2023. This episode brought to you by the great folks at Rise and Dine Restaurant in Chesterland at the corner of 306 and 322. They've got a great menu and there for your breakfast and lunch needs. They're open roughly from 6 a.m. to 2 p.m. most days, except on Tuesday tomorrow. They close and they give everybody a one-day break. But they are open Wednesday through Monday. Pay them a visit. Great stuff. Every single time. Well, we're back into a wintry pattern. However, much of Northeast Ohio still running a snowfall deficit. I was just on the phone this morning with Scott Sable, our morning meteorologist, and we were discussing this pattern. And while we did anticipate a January thaw, we didn't anticipate that most of the month would be consumed by warmer than normal temperatures putting us in quite a zone in terms of temperature, putting it in the definitive top 10 for the warmest Januaries in Cleveland history since records began. And for a little while this month, we had uh, the monthly departure average approaching a dozen degrees above normal. And remember that anything plus or minus two degrees is significant. So to have a 6x deviation is rather significant. Now, that's not where it's at right now. We did pull that down just a little bit over the weekend. However, even this weekend, temperatures were anywhere from 2 to 9 degrees above normal. Only two days this month, we saw temperatures below normal and not by much. Those dates were the 14th and 15th of January when we were four and five degrees below the normal. And that really isn't by very much at all. Now we have two more days to go before we see the temperatures close for the month. And right now we are at 8.2 degrees above normal. What about for rainfall for the month? We're actually well above normal. 5.44 liquid inches, which translates to about two and a half inches above normal for the typical liquid amount that we would receive in the month of January. But that does not translate necessarily into snowfall because we were so much warmer than normal, the vast majority of the precipitation coming in the liquid state. 
However, we have received up to this point 10 and a half inches of snow for the month of January. With the greatest amount of snow falling in one day, that would have been January the 22nd, about a week ago, when we had just about four and a half inches of snow out at Hopkins Airport. Now, we're in a definitive pattern shift. As most of you know, we're in a wintry pattern, but the storm track is still well to our south right now, and that is where most of the snow will be this week. Now, from time to time, we will see some lake-enhanced snow showers, and we will see some accumulating snow. But the vast majority of the storm track snow will remain to the south, at least right now, unless that pattern shifts and changes just a little bit. We're very, very close to that storm track. However, we are looking at a similar scenario of the last five, six, even seven years where There's been a swath to the south with above normal snowfall, and we have been left holding the bag if you're waiting for significant snow. Now, if you're a skier, don't worry, because this week temperatures will be below freezing most of the time, and that means plenty of snowmaking opportunities, and that includes virtually all of Ohio's great ski areas, as well as in northwest Pennsylvania and in western New York. Now, while the overall pattern is wintry, we're still looking at quite a lobe of Arctic air making a huge impact on New York State and New England at the end of the week. Now, it's going to clip Ohio, no doubt about that. Our temperatures in northeast Ohio may actually maintain a posture in the teens and have trouble hitting 20 either Friday and or Saturday. So keep an eye on that. But the biggest impact will be in the Northeast. In fact, it's entirely possible that the overnight low temperatures on Saturday morning, that's this Saturday morning, February the 4th, could go down close to 30 below zero. That's ambient air temperature, basically what you see on your backyard thermometers in places like Saranac Lake, New York, Messina, New York, and or Plattsburgh. Now, just over the lake from Plattsburgh in Burlington, Vermont, the projected overnight low temperature Saturday morning, 24 below. In Rutland, 28 below. St. Johnsbury, 26 below. And near Berlin, New Hampshire, which is essentially at the base of Mount Washington, 29 below. And remember, it takes a real strong push of Arctic air to allow temperatures to go below zero in southern New England. Nantucket is indicating a possible overnight low temperature of 11 below zero. Same thing for New Bedford. Same thing for Boston. And 15 below zero in Hartford, Connecticut and Springfield, Massachusetts. I'll post an image of some of the computer modeling on weatherjazz.com, episode number 24, so that you can see for yourself just how intensely cold it's going to be this weekend and how close it's going to be to Ohio and West Virginia. But the folks in Peter Sinks, Utah are saying, cold? You think that's cold? Well, would you believe that this morning, the overnight low temperature in Peter Sinks, Utah, on backyard thermometers, 59 below zero. It's the coldest temperature recorded in Utah in 21 years. In fact, exactly. 
In 2002, in fact, on January 30th, this date, 2002, it was down to 62 degrees below zero in Peter Sinks. Now that is cold. Now, if you want to include wind chill this morning, we also had a region near west central Minnesota and most of North Dakota where the wind chill temperatures this morning were down to 45 below zero. Well, that'll just about do it for Meteorological Monday on this last Monday of January 2023. We're about ready to move into a brand new month. So what's coming up for Science Wednesday in just a couple of days from now? Shall I give you a hint? Remember, we are on a world tour of some interesting places on our big blue marble right here on Earth. We started off with the Galapagos Islands right along the equator last week. This week, and I'll give you a hint, but I won't give it away. Think about it. We're going to the Earth's largest island. Earth's largest island. What is it? Come back on Wednesday and find out. Actually, it's going to end up being a two-part episode with a focus mostly on geography on Wednesday. And then we're going to dig into the music of that particular island coming up on Friday. You don't want to miss it. And my support page is open if you would like to be a financial supporter. First of all, my thanks to those of you that have already answered that call. If you listen to this podcast and you get something out of it and would like to help with production costs, you can do so by going to weatherjazz.com, clicking on the supporter tab and follow the instructions. And then every Friday episode that I have, I get to brag on all of you that come alongside of Weather Jazz. I thank you so much for doing that. And here's a final thought. I saw this on Twitter this morning and I thought I would share it. I am a follower of the account at Mr. Rogers Say. I'm a big fan of Mr. Rogers and Mr. Rogers' neighborhood. I wish I would have met him at some point, but I certainly knew his wife when she was alive, uh, Joanne, for a very long time. Just a delightful, delightful lady. And from time to time, the account Mr. Rogers Say will post a quote from Fred Rogers. I leave this with you today. It's a good one. It says, the most important learning is the ability to accept and expect mistakes and deal with the disappointments that they bring. We're all learning as we go, aren't we? Hey, we'll catch you on Wednesday for the globe's largest Island, right here on Weather Jazz. Weather and science across the globe. The Weather Jazz.